0: He needed to get to a safe place. The inn, or back to his ship, which would still be in the harbor. The light darkened, and he saw two men approaching down the alley. Please, he said raggedly, I need help. Well, looky here, a crude West Country voice said. A pigeon for the plucking. Drunk as a lord, eh, Maybe he is a lord, his companion cackled. Look at them clothes. I wager he has a heavy purse. That coat will be worth a pretty penny, too. Kirkland swore to himself. Ordinarily, he could handle two clumsy louts without even breathing hard, but at the moment an alley cat could take him down. Even so, his trained reflexes kicked in when a rough hand grabbed his arm and dragged him to his feet so the man could yank at his coat. Kirkland wrenched free and kicked the fellow's knees, sending his assailant staggering. Bugger, the man swore, enraged. You'll be sorry for that. They came at him together, snarling the filthiest oaths imaginable. Kirkland managed to land a few blows, but he was quickly knocked to the ground. A booted foot swung viciously toward his head. He tried to roll away, but the wall prevented him from getting clear. The boot grazed his skull, and merciful darkness descended. Infirmary hours were over for the day, and Laurel Herbert luxuriated in the quiet. Not many people had come seeking treatment that afternoon. That was fortunate, since Daniel was away and Laurel was no physician, though she'd learned a great deal through working in the infirmary for years. Betsy Rivers, her assistant, was away visiting her ailing grandmother, so Laurel had the house to herself for the night. Such delicious peace. She made a cup of tea, releasing her hair from its knot as the tea steeped. When the drink was ready, she carried the gently fragrant cup upstairs to the music room, where her piano, a magnificent broadwood, awaited. Also waiting was her grey tomcat, Shadow. He looked up from the chair where he'd been snoozing, blinked his golden eyes, then tucked his nose under his tail again. He was very easy company, which suited her mood. Laurel settled on the bench and put the tea aside to cool. What to play? She was learning a new Mozart piece, but since she was tired, her fingers drifted into her favorite Beethoven sonata. Music was food for the soul, and she loved the serene power of the piece, even though it carried too many memories. She had just finished the Adagio movement when she heard the knocker hammering on the infirmary door. She smiled ruefully and took a large swallow of tea before setting the cup aside to head downstairs. She should have known that peace and quiet were not guaranteed. The Herbert Infirmary never refused anyone. And since she lived upstairs and was the only one here this evening, the duty was hers. In the interest of dignity, she tied a simple knot in her long hair. It would slide out soon, but while it lasted, she looked more mature and responsible. She opened the door to find two stevedores from the port who attended services at her brother's chapel. Between them, they carried an unconscious man wearing only drawers and a torn, bloody shirt. His limp arms slung over their shoulders. "'Sorry, Miss Herbert,' the taller man, Potter, said. "'We found this fellow beaten bad in an alley, and figured you'd see to him.' "'And so I will. You were right to bring him here.' Laurel stepped back so they could move past her. The injured man's head was hanging and dark hair obscured his face but he looked fit and healthy, which always helped in recovery. As they carried him to the nearest examination room, Larkin said worriedly, He's got a fever, poor sod. Not the pox, is it? I see no signs of smallpox, Laurel said reassuringly. Fevers have many causes. The examination room had good natural light and a wide padded table standing in the middle. Built-in cabinets held instruments, bandages, linens, and other supplies. The stevedores laid the man down with surprising gentleness and rolled him onto his back.